the NBA Gambling Podcast. On the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month to start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. The SGPN app is completely free to download and home of all your favorite SGPN podcasts, contests, and picks. Just type SGPN into the app store today to download America's number one DGEN app. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guy. It's me, really real, villain real, Terrell Furman Jr. here at your service. <laughs> because even when we lose, we still win. We still win. Good day for the picks for me. Not necessarily, but it's fine. Because we just casually gave out another six to one underdog lineup. Man, it feels good. It feels good to come out. Even when you should have a losing day, still have a winning day. Scott Studio Rachel here. Scott, what's going on? Scotty, beat me up. Surprise. Yeah, doing pretty well. Looking forward to going through the eight games on Friday. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's fine. Either way. Uh, looking forward to the games today. Uh, should be fun. The games yesterday were a bit weird because it felt like there were a decent amount of games that were somewhat competitive, but no games were decided by within four points. So it was kind of weird how that unfolded. But either way, the game, the games itself were a nice uh, variety. Let's put it that way. Uh, but decent day for props, decent amount of high-scoring games. I know for uh, the, sh- the last show that we ended up doing, I ended up hitting the lock. Uh, Shout-out to the Knicks and the Jazz for combining for about, I don't even know, 130-something points in the second half. So shout-out to them for helping me with the over. Dog didn't get there, but I also... Uh, did think that Embiid and Giannis would probably go for 40 apiece. They did, so that worked out pretty well. But overall, can't complain. Looking forward to the games on Friday. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Shout out to – and shout out to uh, – <laughs> what's my man's name? Justin Dupree came into the chat at 8.32 a.m. to sing the praises of the Miami Heat as home favorites. I mean, they they would have had to – they would have had to tell me about, you know – Back-to-back Heat is home favorites, and you're telling me that the Bulls' money line wasn't free? I think I put everything I put on the Hornets back on the Bulls' money line and got it all back. I mean, it's it's great. This is the greatest trend ever. Greatest trend ever. Were you a fa- I'm assuming you were a big fan of the fact that the Bulls didn't just blow them out. They made you sweat a little bit, because I know that you appreciate a nice fourth-quarter sweat if you win in the end. Yeah, and it was definitely like – it was like – because what was it? It was 30-8. to eight. It was 33 to 8. <laughs> like oh, okay. Did it get to 30? So 33 yeah. to 8 in the first quarter. And then when I peeked back at the game, I think the Bulls were up by one at half. And I was like, oh, or they were they down one? It was something. It was like a one point game at half. I was like, oh, now I got to watch this game. I didn't need to watch it for real. Come on, man. You don't trust the Miami Heat as home favorites. Like, you don't. You, you do not. This, <laughs> But Dupree and they covered is the hilarious. Score that against the, 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 uh, 
the Hornets. So they were owed another letdown at home because they actually covered a spread for once. So mm-hmm. they had to make it right by not covering this one. Uh, the only takeaway I really have from that game in particular, because we already expect Miami to fall apart anytime they're a massive home favorite. Not Kobe even White, just Kobe White's really good, period. man. Kobe White's really good. That's really my main takeaway that I wanted to mention because I talked before about how the Bulls should have blown up the roster several years ago at this point, and Zach Levine is either not wanted by anybody or he's actually injured. But Kobe White, man, he's been really, really good ever since that Levine uh, injury happened or ever since he was basically excommunicated from the team. Just want to give him a shout-out. He's probably not going to win most improved player. I feel like a lot of people who are basketball casuals who don't go out of their way to watch the Bulls, probably realize just how good he's been. And as a fan of North Carolina, I never thought he'd be this good in the NBA. So shout out to him. He's been fantastic for the last week in June. I mean, he's been slowly getting better. You look at the month of October, he averaged nine points per game. In the month of November, he averaged 15 points per game. Now he's averaging 26 in December. 26.7 <laughs> points per game in December. Six assists. Well, really almost seven assists. 6.7 assists. 6.5 rebounds. He's been good. He's been really good. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the games that are actually going on today. And today's episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast is going to be called Deja vu. Why are we calling it deja vu? Because we are talking about one, two, three, four, four. Wait, is that four? Yeah, four. Four of the same games that we talked about last week. Four of the same games. Uh, it's Rail wearing a burger hoodie. No, it's a support black colleges hoodie. It's not a burger. What? All right, so four games, four automatic rematches from Wednesday, looking to break those down. But first, we're going to talk about the New Orleans Pelicans traveling on the road to the Queen City to play the Charlotte Hornets. New Orleans Pelicans opened up as five-point favorite. They are currently minus seven and a half. 231 and a half is the total injury report for these two teams and Zion Williamson. My nemesis, my arch nemesis is questionable with an ankle injury. Matt Ryan, Larry Nash Jr. not playing this game. Then you got Mark Williams, doubtful with the back. Expect to see Nick Richards back in the starting lineup. P.J. Washington, questionable with the shoulder injury. LaMelo still out. All right, Scott. Starting to get more and more points as the books begin to trust this Pelicans team a little bit more. What were they catching last time? Was it seven and a half? Uh, I guess they were laying about six and a half. seven and a half. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, like six and a half, seven and a half. So uh, about uh, the same lumber from the Wizards to the Hornets. What are you doing? Yeah, they were getting buried in that game against the Wizards. They were down like 20 to eight, I think. And they scored 140 something points and won the game by 20. So I don't really know what to make of that game. Uh, shout out to Ingram, though. He had 40 points. Uh, Zion didn't play. I think I'm going to lean to the Hornets in this one. I simply took the Pelicans because I think the Wizards are an absolute laughingstock. I know the Hornets struggled against the Heat. That happens, but I don't think the Hornets are that bad. Like They I didn't struggle the Hornets... against the Heat. They didn't struggle against the Heat. They lost the cover, but they was like they were competing the whole game. I watched Yeah, but they the, the point I'm saying is they underachieved against the spread in that spot yeah. against Miami. But yes, I do think that the Pelicans are getting a bit too much respect now, assuming Zion doesn't play. I know, once again, that the Pelicans, when they are fully engaged, are a very talented team. But Zion's not pl- – I'm assuming Zion's not going to play because anytime he's questionable, what, there's like a 70% chance he doesn't play? 
for being honest mm-hmm. with themselves. Mm-hmm. So uh, nobody really knows if Zion's going to play or not. If he does play, maybe I'll reevaluate. But I think the Hornets are a lot better than the Wizards, which isn't saying much, but that tells me that the spread maybe shouldn't be the same that it was against the Wizards. I think this might yeah. be an overreaction to what happened last time out. I'm not going to bet the side, but I am going to lean to the Hornets here. I like the over in the game, but I do think that the seven and a half is a bit large for a road team that, historically speaking, has not been very good on the road. So I'm going to lean to the Hornets plus a seven and a half, but my favorite play in this game would be the over. I see points in this game. The New Orleans Pelicans have found a way to make themselves 13-9 and one against the spread. They are 4-6-1 and one on the road. Four and five is favorites. Man, this Hornets team really should be better than what they are. I know. They really should. They <laughs> like, should be good. I'd be, be watching the game, and I'd be like, dog, Gordon Hayward's playing well. And then I'll look, and I'd be like, Bridges is still playing well. And then I'll look, and I'll be like, dang, Rosier's playing well. Yeah, why, why are they team want- suck? Yeah, why are they down <laughs> 20 right now? Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking oh, about. Oh, man. It's really frustrating. <laughs> um, I guess the question is, do you trust the Pelicans enough? Because you know they're the better team. Do you think they actually show up for back-to-back road games? I because the I'm, Pelicans also didn't show up for the first quarter of that Wizards game. They just were fortunate the Wizards are so bad. They scored like 120 points in the final three quarters. So... I th- I think I'm with you in the fact of why is this line the exact same line as the Wizards and you now have Zion who is questionable and and maybe that's what it is maybe this is a larger line of Zion is 100% playing in this game but now that he's questionable it comes down and that makes it this number that could make sense uh no nah, I'm gonna, I, I I I can't trust Charlotte give me give me the Pelicans I'll take the Pelicans I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm not betting this game. I'm not touching this game. 231 and a half. I already lean over. I think if New Orleans covers, it's not because they're guarding anybody. It's because I just think that Charlotte's paint defense isn't great. Ingram maybe drops 30 again. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, I like the over in the game. Really? I would have thought you liked the under. Nah, I, I could see this being a more up-tempo game. We saw the last game that they played. Yes, I know the Wizards are a very up-tempo team. But they scored 140. That game broke the 260s. I just mm-hmm. think this game would find a way into the two thirty mid two thirties, hot uh, low two forties if I had to. Mm-hmm. So I'll lean to the over in this game. Uh, last five games between these two teams: Pelicans four and one ATS over two and three. Yeah, two and three. Okay. So, uh, mm, yeah, just give me a Pelicans team total over. I'm really concerned about Charlotte. Yeah, well, it just doesn't make sense not why they're not. Team. Yeah, it doesn't make no, but it doesn't make sense why they're not good, and so I that, that's actually kind of concerning. Like I could, under, I understand why the Wizards aren't good. Jordan Poole sucks, <laughs> so like there's and there's a multiple reasons why the Pistons and the Hornets, I mean not Hornets and the Spurs aren't good. I don't know why Charlotte's not good. <laughs> Maybe it's the coach. I have no idea why Charlotte's not good. All right. Let's see. Before we get to next game of slate, gotta talk to you about underdog fantasy. Look, I told you at the top of the show, we just cashed another six to one, three pick contest in underdog. We had the Alfred Shangoon. Shout out to the hook, by the way. Shout out to the hook, Shangoon. We got at the hook ten and a half. He had ten. We had a 
Miles Bridges, he had 19. We had him at 19 and a half. We got the higher and the lower on Shangoon and Bridges. I mean, we're good. We're rolling six to one. That saved the day right there. Underdog, you got to play underdog. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. All right, let's move on. Next game of the slate, we got the Indiana Pacers on the road. Once again, going to play the Washington Wizards. Virginia Wizards, whatever we want to call them. Open up minus eight now, currently minus eight and a half. 259 and a half is the total injury report we have for these two teams. And... uh, for the Pacers, Jalen Smith, Andrew Nemhart, both not playing in this game. For the Wizards, you have Jordan Poole, questionable. Landry Shamitz out. Johnny Davis, Elon Wright, Ryan Robbins all out. Uh, is there any chance Indiana runs away with another game ball in this one? Uh, I think that they are going to win the game. I don't know who's going to get the game ball at the end of it, but probably not Giannis. So I'm going to lean to the Pacers in this one. At the end of the I day, that's I, hilarious. I think that's hilarious how they're the road team and they lost and they had rights over the game ball. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that, that, that's definitely something. But shout out to Giannis for, yeah. For, how what do you have against road 60, team 64? And you lost and you get the game ball. What? Yeah. What? What was the exact number again? 64, I think. Yes. Yes, I saw that there was also a pretty funny comment on Twitter that Chiboy actually scored in the in-season tournament final against the he Lakers. He did. Yeah, but, but it doesn't count game, as an actual game. So they yeah, it doesn't count as an actual point. Anyway. So they didn't take that game ball. They took the one that Giannis scored 64 in a franchise record, and Dame become became fifth all time in three point scoring. But Oscar Chibe <laughs> gets the game ball. Yeah, uh, that whole situation was pretty weird, but uh, it, I didn't really care one way or another who got the game ball. I just thought it was amusing. Uh, but I thought it was hilarious that Tyrese Halliburton is disgusted. Oh, bro, why am I the one getting yelled at? Now, the, the funny part about the Pacers situation was that they signed James Johnson in case it happens again. Oh, yeah, nah, yeah. Yeah, he def- they definitely signed James Johnson to whoop Bobby Portis' ass. Like, that is literally the only reason he's on the team. Hey, Bobby yeah. Portis, you go handle him. You, so he's going to be the enforcer slash Halliburton bodyguard for the rest of the season. We just have no chance with James Johnson on this team. Yeah, but either way, uh, point is, I do think that the Pacers are going to win the game. Uh, the question is, do you trust them enough since they don't guard anybody to actually cover eight and a half? I think I do because the Wizards are just a worse version of this team by a significant margin. Like if I had to power rank the teams that play similarly, Pacers are up here, Hawks mm-hmm. are in the middle over here, and the Wizards mm-hmm. are way at the bottom. Because there are a bunch of guards who really no, are inefficient. No, So it's, it's Pacers here. It's Hawks here. It's Whale Poop. And then there's the Wizards. So I had them way down, yes. But the point is, the Wizards like to play up-tempo, but they're probably the worst in the entire league at playing up-tempo, so it doesn't really matter. The total tells you everything you need to know about this game because it's at 259.5, and it went up an, a point and a half. I think it was at 258 last night. Uh, they've given up 140-plus points in each of the last two games the Wizards have. The Pacers, they, I know they lost to Milwaukee, but luckily last time I checked, the Wizards don't have Giannis on their team, so they don't have a freight train going down the lane. Mm-hmm. I like Indiana because I think they might score 150 in this game, and mm-hmm. I don't think I'm exaggerating. Like Their team totals <laughs> in the 130s, which I do not see that often. I think they're going to go over. This is a great game to go to if you like to see chaos, but I like the Pacers here. 
I think that they're going to be able to score a bunch of points. The Wizards offensively have not been as good lately, so I do think that you're looking at, simply put, the Wizards trying to keep pace but failing miserably. Halliburton might go for 30 and 15. He might go for 20 and 20. Really, any stat line imaginable is possible for Halliburton in this game. But I'm going to link to the Pacers, but I do like the – I actually like the team total over. I like 132 and a half. I think they get to 140. It's been back-to-back games of 140 points allowed. So I think you're looking at the Pacers getting whatever they want. They'll be motivated after. They kind of got embarrassed by that whole Giannis thing. And they respond well. Give me the Pacers in the over. You. I mean, there's really nothing else to say here. This Wizards team really, really sucks. There's three teams that you can't really back right now. You can't back the Pistons, you can't back the Spurs, and you can't back the Wizards. That's basically it. You have three of the worst teams I've ever seen in one season. Which is, like, actually hilarious because the Wizards are 10 and 11 ATS this season. It's not as bad. No, it's actually pretty. It's actually, like, not not terrible. It's not terrible. But, however, they're 2 and 6 at home. Yeah. So, it's very easy. I'm going... I'm going Pacers here. I'm sorry on other games still. I'm going Pacers here, and I'm with you. I like a big Halliburton game. I think we just ladder Halliburton assist. Like I, I, I the defense is so bad. Halliburton is going to pick them apart. And the only concern is I can they see get absolutely routed. Game. Yeah, if they get routed, then Halliburton might not play the fourth. But I do think that he's going to put together a great game. So I like the Halliburton assists. I like Matherin. In this game, I think Matherin's mm-hmm. in line for a good performance. His prop opened up at like 13 and a half. Now it's at 15 and a half. So there's been a lot of steam towards his over. I still like it. A uh, Halliburton in the last, uh, not Halliburton, sorry, Matherin in the last couple of games has done well. And he's done very well against the Wizards. He's gone over this number in four of his five career games against the Wizards. Mm-hmm. He's attempted at least eight free throws in uh, each of the last three games. And the Wizards are allowing the most bench points in the entire league. So Matherin, I think, can run this bench unit. I think that he's in line to once again go to the rim a lot. The Wizards have no rim protection at all. I like Matherin to potentially break 20 in this game. Yeah, I, I had Matherin written down as well, just of his ability to, like you said, ability to get to the rim, and you look at the Wizards and what they're doing inside. of uh, Opponent points in the paint over the past five games, they are tied for bottom of the league with, ironically, the Indiana Pacers and the Portland Trailblazers. So that's a reason why I am not afraid of this total being 259 and a half because neither one of these two teams can guard inside of the paint. And so if you're going to get a bunch of easy paint points, you're going to trap, you're going to pull a total forward, forward and forward. So yeah, I expect 260 points in this game. I expect more than 260 points in this game. I think that this is a heavy score game. This is your same game parlay of the day where you go and you get a whole bunch of different players overs. You get the highly assist, you get the Matherin points, you get, uh, all of this other stuff, and you put it together, and you're going to have a win-in same-game parlay today. So I'm all over uh, uh, the over in this one, 259.5, and it's really off of the fact that neither one of these teams can stop the easy points. All right, anything else here? Uh, no, not really. I just see a fun game. All right. This is time. This is time. The Detroit Pistons. What is it, 20? Is it 20 or 21? I'm sorry, what, what's the, what was the question? Is it, is it 20 games lost in a row or 21 games lost in a row? Something like that. I think uh, it's the 20. Pistons, I think we're at 21. Right, but 21. I got to confirm that. I think we're at 21. I'm pretty sure we're at 21. Great. 
21 is a great number. Detroit Pistons are going on the road to the Philadelphia 76ers. This is the first game of our back-to-back series of this Friday. The It, it is 21, by the way. It is 21? Great. Yeah. Amazing. That makes this point even better. Minus 16 for the Philadelphia 76ers. That's actually down from 16.5. 234.5 is the total. Injury report. And we have for Philadelphia, nothing to report. For the Detroit Pistons, Marvin Bagley is out. Duran is injured. Every now and then, I forget Marvin Bagley exists. Every now and then. The Undertaker was 21-0 when he went to WrestleMania. Until he oh, ran so you're going Brock. for the win here. Okay. He's, he, until he ran into Brock freaking Lesnar. Bro, it's got to end at some point. <laughs> it's got to end. And it's going to end in the most unlikely situation. I just know it. I know it. I know it. It's going to be the most. This is the most unlikely situation for it to end. There is when I look at going for if they if it's not here, they're getting they're getting the record. If it's not here, they're getting the record. Because after what I saw Utah do to Portland last night, if it's not here, they're getting the record. So what's the money line at? Like eight to one, ten to one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So are you going full? I I will say, I have hit a Pistons six to one money line before. Haven't gotten eight to one. I got six to one. You're trying to one up yourself. Hey, man, I am. I am. And you know what? I, everybody said I was crazy when I picked the Pistons over the Jazz that time, and they did it, and they won outright on the road. So, Philadelphia, like, you just beat this team by 18, but it felt like 30. Yeah. How do you, how do you, how do you get up for this? How do you get up for this? You don't get up for this. You just go and you coast and you think you got it all under control and they hang around on the road and they're a little pissed. And then I, I don't know, something happens. I don't know. Something happens. I, I, I said it. I'm going to stick with it, even though it looks terrible right now. It looks horrible right now. I'm going to stick with it. That Philadelphia doesn't care about this Pistons team enough to win convincingly two games in a row. <laughs> so I understand the angle you're trying to make. I respect the balls. I respect the ballsiness of taking the Pistons. I'm not going to go that far to take them on the money line because I think (laughs) I I just think Embiid's too good. I think Embiid can get whatever he wants against this team, and it's a free 35 points, 40 points if he wants it. Having said that, I'll take the Pistons plus the points. 15 and a half is a lot on the road. It's a lot, especially for an immediate backup spot. Now, the Sixers kind of play with their food when they go up a lot anyway in the third quarter, so the fourth quarter they might let the Pistons backdoor this thing. 15 and a half is a lot of points for a road team. So I'm going to agree with you there. I'm going to lean to Detroit in the spot plus the points. I'm not taking them to win the game because I just think that the Sixers are one of the worst matchups possible for this Pistons team. They commit basically the worst. uh, They commit basically the most fouls per game in the league. And you're against Embiid. And the Sixers attempt the most free throws (laughs) per game in the league. So it's a really uh, bad matchup. I made an underdog lineup after the show and I put MB ten, higher than 10 free throws up there and I didn't sweat. <laughs> yeah. I, I, didn't I, sweat. I, I had the team total over for the Sixers last time at like 123 and a half. They got to 129. I, I think it's going to be a higher scoring game. I like the over, but I do think the Pistons will look better than they did in the first game about a day mm-hmm. or two ago. Mm-hmm. I'm not picking them to win. Give me Philly by 12. 15 and a half for a road team is just massive. That I can't do. 
come on, Detroit. Just get one. And then you can go lose again. Just get one. <sighs> this team sucks. <laughs> They're so bad. They're so, They're bad. so bad, but it's fun. It's fun. Like, come on now. You got to think. Because people are going to, and I know people are going to go sit here like, oh, Rail's a terrible capper. He picked the Pistons over the 76ers. Blah, 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 I don't know. I don't think of any other like, capper that would actually take the Pistons money line. Like, come on. Oh, How's the I'm not, not going to roast you for being, you know, like willing so to fun. die on the sword. Like, I respect like, it. I'm not going as far, but I think the spread's pretty large. Uh, the spread's massive. All these. All these losing streaks in the NBA and all these chances to win, like go out there and try to get a big money line win. Like, come on, stop being scared. I hate that's what I hate about the game on community. Everybody's scared of losing. Like, come on, you're probably gonna lose if you do your best. You could handicap everything, go sit there on your little computer. Oh, look, the analytics stay in addition. I'm gonna do it because the analytics go like this. Who cares? This is fun. This is for fun. I'm not out here putting my house on it. I'm just saying, man, I'm going to throw 10 bucks on 76ers. Because, I mean, on the Pistons because, golly, they got to win a game at some point. <laughs> like, I mean, have that's, fun that's what with they, this that's what they want you to think. They want you to think they can win a game at some point. But, yeah, <laughs> once again, I acknowledge how bad this Pistons team is. Uh, I feel like everybody's been on it since the first week and a half of the season. But... I, I got to just assume at some point the Sixers are going to get bored and maybe they're going to look yes! at themselves and go, we just beat this team by like, by like 20. So I'll take Yo. the points. I'm not taking the money line. I'm not going to try to predict when the Pistons losing streak is going to end. I'll just keep fading this team in different ways. But I do think that the line's pretty large for a team that... I'll tell you right now, if it's not today, before. if it's not today, they're getting the record. They're getting the record if it's not today. Well, I already went through the schedule. I think they play Milwaukee after this yes so they so might play I, i've been studying the schedule for a while because i've been trying to figure out when i was gonna fade them <laughs> when i was gonna back them and so yeah milwaukee is next on the road which actually detroit has had some pretty good games in milwaukee so i had that on my list too it being the game that they actually finally win then they play atlanta atlanta's bad enough at home to actually lose that one but it didn't feel like the money line would be big enough in that one that I'd be interested in, especially not the Utah one. That's going to be like minus two, minus three. Like that's not going to be a fun money line at all. And then you got a back-to-back set against Brooklyn around Christmas. So they're getting a record if it's not this one. Come on now. Come on, Detroit. Come on, Detroit. All right. Anything else? 234 and a half is total. Uh, anything? I'm going to lean this? over in this one. I still think Philly's going to get theirs. I just think maybe defensively they lose interest and Detroit can score a mm. bit. I cashed out uh, that over in the first one. Yeah, because Philly carries under. it. Philly scored 129 last game. Like, yeah, that's why I'm going under. <laughs> and Philly buries them. They're still probably reaching 130. So there's a couple ways to get this over. Yeah, I'm going under because... Uh, it went over last time we cashed that and Philly destroyed them. So hopefully it goes under and Detroit wins. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm really pulling for Detroit, man. I want this thing to be over. This is terrible. Really I don't know. It's kind of funny to me. Yeah. I mean, I it's like funny, how, but like, it's dang. It's sad. It's I like how in the Monty Williams and Aiton beef, both of them were right because both of them are pretty sorry at times. I do. I do find that kind of funny. The Aiton and Monty Williams beef, both sides mm-hmm. were terrible. <laughs> ever yeah. since this one yeah. up, which I do yeah. find pretty funny. You guys actually should be together because that's the only time it worked out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right. We have the second game of our back-to-back series today. We have the Atlanta Hawks. Oh, wait. Before we do that, 
got to talk to you about Hall of Fame bets, sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. You can research with historical stats and data for the NFL, NBA, soccer, all of this other stuff. You have a revolutionary parlay optimizer tool where you can. I kind of sounded. Oh, what was that? Parlay, parlay. Mm. I didn't like how was I said parlay that first. I don't know. It was just. It, it might have been. I don't know what that was. Parlay optimizer tool. Yeah, that sounded really weird there. But either way, probably optimize to it. Really great, because all you want is green, 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 green. Look at that left side of the screen. Look at all the green over there, man. Look at all that green. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users. Researching with Hall of Fame Bets. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit holbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month to start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Atlanta Hawks, still in Toronto. Playing the Toronto Raptors. Raptors are laying two here. Line open up minus two and a half. Oh, okay, great. Line open up minus two and a half is Raptors minus two. 241 and a half is the total in this one. Injury report for these two teams. And we have... It's a deja vu game, by the way. Yes, it is. It is. I said a second of our deja vu series here. DeAndre Ayton. Not Ayton. (laughs) We were just talking about DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Hunter. Questionable. AJ Griffin's out, no Jalen Johnson, and for the Raptors, nothing to report. These two teams played in the first game of our Deja Vu series on Wednesday, where the Raptors went and got the win 135 to 128. Going over the total of 240 and a half, covering the line of minus two and a half. Uh, I think we both took the Raptors that first time around. I actually linked so, to Atlanta. Oh, you did? Okay. But I like but I like the over. Yeah, I thought Atlanta had too much talent in the backcourt. I thought they'd find a way to win. So can we be here together on Atlanta today in the re- automatic rematch? Take well, how do you usually angle? approach rematches? Do you just assume yeah, that they take split the side. most of the time? Yeah. I assume I assume they split most of the time. Like I really do. I assume they split most of the time. I don't know what the actual numbers are, but how I play it, I play it for the split, unless it's the Celtics. And they're actually about to have a back-to-back series coming up. We're about to talk about that soon. Well, I'm going to ask, though, since you usually play for the split in these games, the uh, Hawks did lose the first one. So yeah, are you going so back I'm on the Hawks here. Yeah, I'm on the okay. Hawks here. I mean, I'm not going back to Atlanta because I was on Toronto the first time. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, but I was on I'm, on, I'm on, hey, Parlay Ray. Yes, sir. My favorite right, play so, was the over. So the over got there easily. So I, I, I yeah. like the over again in this game. I don't see much defense being played, but... Yeah, I, Toronto, it, it's tricky because Atlanta, you can say that they need this game, but they've needed they've needed so many games this year. They're just not very good. <laughs> like, they're just not very good. I, I feel you can say that these teams are pretty comparable, but I guess the question that I have for you with Jalen Johnson being out and with the weapons yeah. that Atlanta's missing, is Toronto just a bad matchup because Siakam and Barnes, I kind of mentioned it in the preview of the last game. I picked Atlanta anyway, but I said Toronto can give this team issues because – they're pretty versatile. The fact yep. that Siakam and Barnes, I think both of them had double-doubles in that game. I just question if Atlanta can match the versatility that Toronto has. And it turns out in the first game, they couldn't. Because both of them had 10-plus rebounds. They both had great stat lines. And they kind of carried the team. I get the point of Atlanta wanting to get revenge on what just happened. Mm-hmm. I just can't trust Atlanta. I tried. I tried to make a shot at it. It didn't work mm-hmm. out. But Atlanta's a team that I just don't know what they're really good at. So I'll lean Toronto in the spot. I don't feel great about it, but the Hawks are, what are they, like 1-9 and nine in the last 10? They've fallen off a cliff. They've lost five straight. They've just been really bad. You want to play a game? Sure. 
What game you have in mind? <laughs> Let's play. Ref is it? Oh, because we have a Scott Foster sighting in this game. Very. By the way, they're one and seven straight up in their last eight. So. Very random Scott Foster sighting, but nonetheless, it is a Scott Foster sighting. Uh, no, so here's my reason of why I'm on Atlanta. I think that Toronto was way too efficient for my liking. Okay. Way too efficient for my liking. You look at, because Atlanta had a really good game, and there was multiple times in that game where I'm like, dang, I think I made the wrong mistake going with Toronto. Because you talk about, you know, uh, the versatility of Toronto and Barnes and Jacoperto yeah. having a double double. Not Sayako has 33 7 7. But I mean, that's still I mean, a really he good a great game. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, still had a great game for sure. But I mean, look at the Hawks side of all. Hawks, Sadiq Bay had a double double, an actual double double. And uh, Click Capella, you know, he's double double machine for sure. Trey gave you 35 and 17. DeJounte Murray gave you 20. But Donovich gave you 20. Like they had all this really good production. How and they didn't the really shoot the ball that well. that game? Exactly, because they shot 48% from the field. Okay. Because they shot 48% from the field, and the reason that they won the game is because Toronto was way too efficient. Toronto shot 57.7% from the field, 52.9% from three. I don't care how bad your defense is, I'm not backing you to do that two games in a row. Okay. I'm not. I'm, I'm not backing you to do that two games in a row. That is way too efficient. Like, way too efficient. Even for a bad defense, that is way too efficient. And this game was closed down to the wire. I think the spread is right. That is going to be a very close game. But I'm taking the dog in the back-to-back game set because I think that Toronto's going to come back down to life a little bit. And I think that there's room for Atlanta to play slightly better than what they did. Like, <laughs> So, yeah, I'm all over Atlanta here. I think this is a good spot to take the reverse angle and come back and take the dog. I think you make a good. I think you make some good points, but with Atlanta, I might have just thrown the towel on this team. I just can't. I just can't do it. This team's too frustrating to me. I mean, you mentioned the stats for Atlanta and how Toronto shot the ball just crazily from the field, but mm-hmm. I mean, you said Trey had thirty and seventeen, like Bogdanovich had twenty, Bay yep. had double double, Capella yep. had a double double, and they still yep. lost the game. Like I don't know what more you yep. want. I don't know what more you want offensively from this. Bro, game if they do that. Like, like, okay, I don't expect Atlanta, and that's why I'm actually on the under. <laughs> okay. That's why I'm on the under. Serious progression in the spot. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, come on, these two teams are like. Did you hear what I said? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, there's no going. way these stat lines. I kept repeat. going. I thought it was gonna be like, all right, there's like two good games. It's like, no, seven guys in three games <laughs> in that one. It's like, all right, like, this isn't gonna happen again. This is game. This game is going under. This is one of my favorite under games in the back-to-back series because of the fact that the first game was just too good. That there's no way they come back and repeat this. There's no way. It I don't believe be it. I will fade it. It might be a blind lean on the over for me because I think I've just decided that if I blindly bet Atlanta overs for the rest of the season, I'll probably make money. So I'm just going to lean mm-hmm. to the over in their games. I feel you are. You are. I and I have the same. I have the same thought process about my trend. So I'm with you. All right. Props. Anything you like? <laughs> I like the overs for everybody. Uh I'm trying to think yeah. of what I want here. I, I mean, mean I everybody think, cashed him last game. I was going to say Trey PA, I think it's worth a look, points and assists, because I think he might have a monster game again. If you think Atlanta's yeah. going to win, Trey's going to go crazy. Like, I think that's how they have to win games. So I think Trey I think is, think Trey's, everybody I listed, I think Trey is more likely to continue and, and to have his game again. Of all the good games yeah. for Atlanta, I think Trey is more likely to have his good game again. Yeah, I've mentioned it before, but I still like Scotty Barnes' PRA. He's been great mm-hmm. at the PRA line all year long, and I do think that he's a bad matchup problem for Atlanta to deal with. So I like Barnes' PRA, too. I think he's in line for a good game. 
Okay, let's see here. Where is uh freaking Pactonimus from? Because it's not Earth. He's not Earth. It's not Earth. He's not from Earth. He's not from Earth. Well, recently he's gone he's gone nuclear, but he's alien. Yo, past four games. 2020, 40, 20. Yeah. 20, he's, he's 20, gone nuts. 40, 20. Yeah. I wonder what? if the ships him off. If the team doesn't turn around, I'm curious if they ship him off or not. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, man. It feels like Atlanta needs one thing and then they're going to be good. But I don't know what that one thing is because it's just like they look bad doing a lot of things right now. I, I don't think him and DeJounte work at all. I, I think that's the main issue of this team. I think the backcourt just clashes more often than it flows, in my opinion. So I don't I don't agree with the marriage right now of, with that backcourt. Uh, I just think that they need to change it. Let's see if we have a line on Badonimich yet. He's a bench he's a bench player, so yeah, he's a bench player. It, but yeah, he's a bench player, so we don't got it. But you know, just whatever it is, take I'm taking the over. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. 2020, 2020, I can't ignore. Mm. I can't ignore. Uh, Cases said they need to trade Murray for Siakam. They need, uh, both these teams need to make a move at some point. I'm not sure if Bogdanovich for Siakam really makes any sense for Toronto. They need like draft capital. Their I only never problem like, is at this point... Does Atlanta have any draft capital? They used half of it for DeJounte Murray. Like, I don't I don't think that these teams can actually trade with each other. Toronto, I've been calling for a full-scale rebuild for, like, two years. So, yes, you can get Bogdanovich some young players. I'm not sure if that matters. I think Toronto kind of needs to start from scratch, in my opinion. I think Toronto needs draft picks. They should trade away most of their main pieces. I would keep Barnes. Barnes I'd keep. I think Barnes is the guy you want to build around. But Siakam, I think, is kind of overstayed his welcome a bit. You can argue that Schroeder is a good flip candidate when they sign him during the offseason. I think Toronto needs to start from scratch, but I would keep Barnes. I think Barnes good enough to build around for the rest of your future, in my opinion. I just think I don't, Atlanta needs to reinvent the entire roster. Like, not if even you're for not, tanking purposes, but if you're not getting a superstar, I really don't think you need to be trading anything because you're not going to do anything. <laughs> I just but, think Toronto yeah. needs to build through the draft again. They've been very good at it for years of building through the draft. I think they kind of need to start from scratch, but that's my opinion. All right. We have the third game in our Deja Vu series here. Los Angeles Lakers traveling on the road. Go play the San Antonio Spurs. Lakers open up minus four. It's currently sitting at minus seven and a half. 234 is the total. These two teams played on Wednesday in the first game of our Deja Vu series. And they, Lakers, won 122 to 119. But, however, I would like to tell you that that score is not indicative of how bad the Spurs looked for majority of that game. They're up 20 in the fourth quarter. All right, that score is not indicative of how bad the Spurs looked in that game. It's not at all. It's actually a, a very, very misleading uh, Spurs got LeBron James for about 40 minutes. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Torian Prince are all questionable. Jaron Vanderbilt is probable. Jalen Hood, Shafino's out. Gay Vincent's out for the Spurs. Yeah, nothing really to report there. Lakers, uh, yeah, Lakers minus seven and a half. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you this, though, because I think we'd agree if LeBron and AD playing were taking the Lakers. Yes. If we assume LeBron's going to play in this game because he sat the last game out, mm-hmm. do you think that increases the chances AD doesn't play? Or do you think that's completely independent and it doesn't matter? I think it's independent. 
Okay. So let's assume a, that LeBron's it was the same play. conversation we had last time and why he ended up playing. It was a nationally televised game. Granted, yeah. it was, you know, the weak nationally televised game. And well, actually, honestly, is it yeah, yeah, it is the NBA TV so, is kind of like a 50-50 if you want to count that as nationally televised or not. Yeah, yeah, but so regardless. They played AD because it was nationally televised. I think he really did want to sit AD. So there is a chance that AD does sit here and LeBron plays, and they still, you know, don't get chewed out for sitting people in a nationally televised game. But I think AD plays, and I think uh, Bron plays, and that's why I'm taking the Lakers minus seven and a half. Okay, because... so I'm going to ask you a question, though. I'm assuming LeBron is going to play because LeBron's not that injured. I think they just rested him. Well, let's yeah. assume that they flip-flop. Let's assume LeBron mm-hmm. sat game one. He's going to play mm-hmm. game two. AD played game one. He'll sit game two. Okay. Do you still like the Lakers minus seven and a half if AD doesn't play, but LeBron does? Yes. Okay. I was going to say, we can't give official picks until we know what the stories with the injuries with the Lakers, but I'm assuming LeBron is going to play. AD is I not. Think, that, that's I think guess. the only way you could get me on the Spurs in this game is if I don't have Bron or AD again. Even though I, well, I mean, AD played that one. But if I don't get Bron or AD, then I'll be on the San Antonio. But other than that, I, yeah. I mean, I, I just, yeah. It I, was really only, bad. Like, they I'm were getting Lakers, they were yeah. getting steamrolled. Like, steamrolled. Like, it was ugly. And I can't yeah. get that out of my mind. I think they just got bored. And the Spurs played tough. They were a young team that was motivated. I know Wemby had a, had a great game, though. So, Wemby can still get the rebounds and the blocks. I think he's in line to look sharp. But I can't take the Spurs. I said before, I'm not going to back the Spurs or the Pistons until they win a game. And mm-hmm. I've been waiting for about two weeks. So, I can't. You know, I can't take the Spurs here. I'll lean to the Lakers. If I do want to take the Spurs, I would take like a team total over or maybe just the over in this game because I think the Lakers will still get whatever they want. I just think that the Spurs are kind of a lost cause at this point. Wemby's padding his numbers. They switched him to center. It's been working out well for him. So if you want to back the Spurs, take Wemby props because if they want to win, they need Wemby to go for basically 20 and 18 in every game he plays. But... I really want it. I mean, I guess if you're on the Spurs, you're just basically going off of that fourth quarter and saying, and you're basically saying my same handicap for the Pistons in that the Spurs team is so bad that the Lakers just truly don't care. Like they just don't care and they end up voting. But I think this, like, I mean, we just seen that this is how what this Lakers team does. They beat up on the bad teams. Like they never beat the good teams. They always beat the bad teams. That's why I couldn't get there with the Lakers and I got there. With, I mean, I couldn't get there with the Spurs and I, and I got there with the Pistons. This Lakers team just continuously, continuously wins against bad teams and loses against good teams. So, And the Spurs will lose to everybody. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Just being honest, they've lost like 18 straight. So there you go. I am, I guess I'm still on over. And my guy's been a little slow recently, but always means it's time for a bounce back. Dem sell points over. Wimby. He still got those rebounds. Did he, he get did. it? I think he got he it. He went over he the default. Him. Unfortunately, I gave him out he didn't get the cost and he yeah. finished with 13. But yeah. Yeah. He had a shot at overtime, but he missed the free throw. So and then he stuck his leg out in the three-point attempt to draw an off to get an offensive foul. So he had a shot at it, but he didn't get there. Five blocks though. Or six blocks. Shout out to Wemby mm-hmm. for the blocks. All right. Yeah. Mm. I might can get behind Wemby blocks again because you because you shot you shouted out his blocks last time and you made a good point of this Lakers team is terrible at jump shooting. So yeah, like Wemby's gonna I still have like the opportunity. For Wemby in this yeah, game. I like it too. 
that was a good call out by you. I remember you saying that. And so, and I was thinking about it when I was watching the game. Yeah, I'm with you. Wimby blocks. I'll play that again today too. Matter of fact, let me just go ahead and get the people aligned on that. Because he had five that last game. And he might not have five, but I'm pretty sure the line's probably at two and a half. I think he could get another, he could get to three again. Let's see here. Defensive props, blocks. Yeah, Wimby's at dang. Ew. Oh, I'm not. It's gonna be ma- it's wanna... gonna be massive. It might be a three and a half at this point. No, no, it's, it's two be... and a half, but it's minus one fifty. Like I'm not laying that. Okay. I was saying so three and a half is the only prop. one that you'd like value on for that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Three and a half is the only thing I would like value on. Yeah. Right. If I was going to take right. it, I might just take an alt. If you want to go for five again, it's probably a big plus price. I don't mind that. The Boston Celtics are welcoming the Orlando Magic to T D Garden. They are five-and-a-half-point favorites. They are coming off of a back-to-back where they just beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. And the total's at 224-and-a-half. Injury report for these two teams. And we have... Where is Boston? There we go. Can't can't really tell you anything, but Luke Luke Cornett is on there as TBD. Jalen Brown was questionable with an ankle injury before that game, so we'll see if he goes in the back-to-back. But he was questionable with the ankle injury before the game and then goes and has a pretty good game, which, you know, if you're questionable, that person, if that person is questionable and they play, they're having a good game. It always happens. Markel Fultz is questionable. Window Carter's still out. So uh, this is actually the first time. Is this the first? Yeah, this is the first time Markel Fultz has been questionable in a while. This is an upgrade for him. So we could see a, a, a return from Markel Fultz today. All right. I would be remissed. Is that the word? What's the word? I think it's just remissed. Uh, uh, remiss. I don't remiss? think that there's an E and a D. There's the no D? Yeah. No D? Remiss. I, think okay. I think it's just I remiss. Okay. Remiss. If I did point out the fact that the Orlando Magic have won four of the last five against the Boston Celtics, they covered and won as a 13-point dog. They covered and won as a 10.5-point dog. They covered and won as a 7.5-point dog. They covered and won as a 5.5-point dog. They did not cover and win one game against the Boston Celtics out of the last five. I think we're just going to agree on this game so we can kind of get this out of the way. Sometimes the team has your number, man. Hey, man, sometimes the team has your number. I mean, hey, this Orlando team, 16 to 6 against the spread this season, 6 and 4 on the road, 9 and 5 as a dog. We could talk about the first half. I know it's been a little up and down recently, but they're still a pretty good first half team. This Boston Celtics team's coming off a back to back, and not only a back to back, but a back to back series against the Cavs. So, two physical, tough games against the Cavs where they come out and get wins. And now they got to play two games against the Orlando in this building where Orlando has come and won. Boston getting 88% of bet says patio. I don't know, man. This seems like it. 9, 10, and 2 against the spread for the Boston Celtics this season. I mean, it's clear. It's clear I'm taking Orlando, but like I'm betting Orlando today. I'm taking Orlando too. Uh, you mentioned the head to head numbers. They have done very well against the Celtics, but it's mostly the scheduling spot as well. Boston's on a back-to-back. They had some questionable players. I expected them to beat Cleveland yesterday, so I wasn't totally shocked by that. I also am just not that high on Cleveland. But Orlando's a team I am high on. I think this team's good. They're very solid defensively. But the fact that they've owned this team recently and the fact that they have extra rest compared to Boston, mm-hmm. I like the 6.5 a, a lot. 6.5 is too many points for me. 
I'll take Orlando. They might win the game. So I think Orlando's got value. I think they do. I think they do. I think Orlando first half is the play you got to make. I think they win the first half and we'll see, you know, cause Orlando sometimes has folded in the fourth quarter and that's really pissed me off. But, uh, that's the only thing that I fought about this Orlando team. There's a bunch of times that I've seen them in the fourth quarter just fold games away, and it's perfectly fine. And if you're a Celtics supporter, maybe that's the way you play it. So, uh, Orlando first half, Celtics for the money line. But I think that there's just a team that just has your number. And Kaysen said it in the chat, and for those that are not on YouTube.com slash NBA Gambling Podcast, Magic got held out of the cup tourney because Boston had the better point differential, even though the Magic beat them head-to-head. I thought that was crazy. I thought that yep. the Magic deserved a chance to go to. I think the, the, I think next the point round. differential tiebreaker is one of the things they have to fix. But yeah, they have, they'll, they'll now, uh, even like over head to head. I think that's crazy. I think that's crazy. That is over head to head. Head to head's got to be above that. Well, I'm trying to remember. I think head to head is first, but it was a three way tie. I think that's why it came down to point differential. I think the Nets are actually the reason why the Magic got it. Or the Magic got eliminated because the Nets mm. beat the Magic. They lost to the Celtics, but they were all three and they're all like three or four and one. I think the Nets are the reason why they didn't get in. Mm-mm. It's just stupid. Whatever. All right. Get in on YouTube and get get on YouTube and get in the chat. Says Kaysen. Patio says people sleep on the chat. Revenge spot for the Celtics says Freaky Tiki. Hey man, it is. I'll give you that. It is a revenge spot. But you could also argue it's a revenge spot for Orlando. And plus, whenever you expect Boston to really, really get it done, they never get it done. I feel like I care about revenge spots when I know for a fact the other team fully cares. The fact that Brown's questionable and they played yesterday, I don't think Boston. Oh, so is he official? I didn't see he was questionable. Is he officially questionable? He had he was questionable before the game, so I just assume he's not going to play. I assumed he was questionable. Uh, Yeah, he's questionable, and Horford might not play either. So. Well, yeah, Horford's just old man Jenkins. He's, yeah, he's old as dirt. But still, the point is, Boston, I think they're more focused on keeping their guys healthy than actually getting revenge in this spot. So. And they play them back-to-back. Yeah. Taking, taking Orlando both times. All right. Here we go. 224 and a half is total. I kind of like the under in this game. I just think both teams defensively are really good. Yeah, but what's Orlando defensively like on the road? Let me look that up. I don't know that. I'm, I'm, I think that's the. I think that's the curious. I think that's the thing I'm curious about because Orlando, we know Orlando to be like a really, really good home team, and it doesn't look like it's that much of a drop off to how they play on the road. But I'm just curious on what their uh, opponents are scoring in the last five games of their well, their last five road games. So let me go. Uh, Road games. Let's see here. Did that? There we go. All right. So Orlando on the road. Yeah, it's worse. It's significantly worse. Let me let me just look up the whole season and see how that's been going for them. All right. Uh, okay. All right. That that filter that was the wrong filter, but it's still it's not significantly worse. It's all right. They're still top ten. All right, I can get I can get down on under. I can get down on under. Hopefully it's competitive. Props. You start your centers against the Celtics. And so Batazi, he's actually been playing really well too. Believe it or not. But is it Batazi? Because I said it was Batazi last time, and then Mo Wagner, Mo Wagner has a legacy game against the Celtics, and I re- it really, really hurt me because everything I wanted Batazi to do, Mo Wagner did. 
I don't know if I can count Batadze as a full starting center because his minutes are kind of capped in the mid-20s. So it's not really like he's going to be getting serious run throughout the entire game. Yeah, I'm going back to Wagner. Screw Which Batadze. one? Mo Wagner. You have, the center. Okay, you, Mo, yeah, you start okay. your centers. Yeah, you start your centers against Celtics. I'm not sure you're going to get props on Mo until like right before the game. I don't mind Franz yeah. uh, for rebounds, but I think Boncaro is a good game too. Uh, but I do think if Orlando's going to win, they kind of need to rely on the star power. Uh, we know that if Fultz does play, He's not exactly known for being a great shooter by any means. He's gotten better. Oh, no, it's it's Bankero and, oh. and Franz Wagner is the star power. That's the yeah. star power. Everybody well, stop talking. I hate the disrespect that Franz Wagner gets. <laughs> what is his points prop at? If it's not, at, if it's really not at 19 and a half, if it's not at 19 and a half, he's being disrespected. I don't know. What is, what's his points prop at? If it's not 19 and a half, he's being disrespected. It is 19 and a half. Okay, so he's not being disrespected. Okay. Because he's a 20-point game scorer, and nobody talks about it. I think actually yeah. he and Paolo are averaging the same. But because it's Paolo and Paolo, you know, number one overall pick, all that, they don't talk about friends. Shout yeah, I think, I think I'm just going to go back to Derek, to Derek White points in this one. It's got bumped up to, it's gotten bun, uh, bumped up to 14 hmm. and a half, but he's been really good. I've been giving him out for a couple of days and he keeps cashing. So I like Derek White. I think he's in line to go over the threes. I know that once again, if Brown doesn't play, they're going to have to reinvent the lineup a little bit, but that could mean more ball handling responsibility for Derek White. If Brown yep. is out and he's been very good. So I'll take uh, Derek White to keep rolling. I am going back to wait. Where's the, where's my props? There we go. Just need to get a uh there we go. Where's my defensive steals? Uh no, I don't see Sug steals up here. Okay. Well, I'm just have to wait. But yeah, I'll be on Jalen Sug steals again. Especially if uh Brown plays if Brown plays hundred percent on his steals again. And I think I like Jason Tatum today. That's not exactly a hot take, but yeah, okay. No, it's a hot take for me. Okay, that's fair. But here's the reason. Here's the reason that I think I like Tatum today is because when I watched that last game, I was so frustrated because they kept putting Jalen Suggs, who is a great defender. I understand. He's a great defender. He's got nothing for Jason Tatum. He doesn't have anything for Jason Tatum. He played, like, literally, I was watching that game. I'm like, man, that was great defense by Suggs, but Tatum scored again. Truth is, I think the guy to potentially guard Tatum would be Jonathan Isaac, if you trust him to give him a bunch I, of No, minutes. but it's not. It's not. I watched the whole last game. It was Suggs the entire game, and it was very frustrating because it's like, yo, I think it's because I had Betty Steele's prop. I'm like, yo, take him off and put him on Jalen Brown, and then he put they put Suggs on Jalen Brown, one possession, and, Jaylen, and Suggs got a steal. I'm like, come on. Like, just let Jason Tatum get his, stop everybody else, win the game. That's how they win. Let Jason Tatum get his, stop everybody else, win the game. So, I like Jason Tatum to go over his points prop today. All right. Let's see here. This is the final game of our Deja Vu series. And it's the one I like the most, I'm not going to lie. We have the Houston Rockets traveling to Memphis to play the Memphis Grizzlies. Rockets open up minus four and a half. It's currently minus three and a half. 212 is the total. They actually went up a point. Injured for, for these two teams. And we have for the Houston Rockets, Amen Thompson is questionable with that illness. Victor Oladipo still has to put the jersey on. And for the Memphis Grizzlies, Desmond Bangs questionable with an illness. Ja is uh, close to coming back on Tuesday next week. Marcus Smart, Luke Kennard, Brandon Clark. Steven Adams, you know about those guys. All right. The Houston Rockets won the first game of the back-to-back series. 
117, I believe it was. Yep, 117, 104, and covered after closing as a nine and a half point favorite. Holy shit. Mm. Scott. Shout out to Tari Eason, Scott. by the way. Yes. Legacy game. Tari Eason. Yes. Scott. This is the this this is it. This is the ultimate flip-flop. Ultimate flip-flop game. Because you have this Houston Rockets team that is 11 and 1 at home. 1 and 8 on the road. Laying points. I understand that Memphis is equally bad at, at home. I'm I'm all over Memphis here. The way Jared Jackson Jr. is playing and how bad Houston has been on the road. Again, one and eight on the road. For the record, Jared Jackson, by the way, back to back 40 pieces. I mean, how do you how do you take how do you how do you bat the Rockets here? So I'm not gonna be all over I'm not gonna be all over Memphis in this spot, but I am gonna lean to Memphis because I still don't think this is a good team. But what's the what's the good good for the Rockets? What's the, what's the what? What's the good? What's the good for the Rockets? Well, I guess they're three and zero as a favorite, so you could say that. So that's something good. Okay, they're three and zero as a favorite. I don't know if it's a matter of the good for the Rockets or just how bad Memphis actually is, but they have played better recently. Uh, mostly Jaron Jackson getting his offensive game back on track. I still like Bain as a player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shangun got benched in that game, and Eason had a legacy game. So you can argue if Eason doesn't have that game, Memphis maybe wins. I'm gonna lean Grizzlies. Uh, the line's pretty short. It's pretty telling to me because Houston's that bad on the road. I don't feel great about it because Memphis is a team I don't fully trust, but I'm not taking Houston on the road. I can't do it, especially laying points. So I'll, I'll agree with you. I'll lean to Memphis. I'm not going to lock it up or anything, but I'll lean to Memphis. Memphis plus 135 on the money line. Yes. Uh, Kaysen says Memphis 5-1 to one to make the play, and if you think Ja gives the team a joke. I actually think there's a potential they can make the plan, but I don't think they're good enough to make the playoffs. I just, that man, seeing this team without Steven Adams, Steven Adams is the thing that they need. They need Ja and Steven Adams. Like they need I'm still both. trying to think of the bottom of the Western Conference for the play-in spots because it's, it's pretty competitive down there. Well, let's talk about it. So we look here, and I give you the Western Conference standings, and we have over here in the play-in currently the Clippers, the Rockets, the Pelicans, and the Suns. Okay, and what's the record uh, for the last playing team right now? Thirteen and eleven. And what's Memphis at? Six and seventeen. So you're probably gonna have to finish around five hundred <laughs> or slightly above. They are seven and a half. No, six and a half games back. Okay. My point is, though, based on where the last record is, you're assuming the last playing team has to be somewhere around, if not a little bit over five hundred. Yeah, like it's got to be around five hundred. Five to I recognize one. how good Jai is, but that's a massive five to one. Yeah, that's a massive. That's a massive hole to dig yourself out of, man. I would agree if you could finish like five under and still make the play in, but this year you can't do that. So I'm going to say no. But it's five to one. I've seen worse long shot bets. I just it's, don't think they get there. falls out because Golden State is not in the play in right now. I think Golden so, State's like, not going to make it. I was actually looking at the, the odds to miss the playoffs, and it's minus two hundred. I think Golden State's screwed. Especially with mm-hmm. with Draymond being out indefinitely, that team screwed. So Golden State, I think, is going to miss huh. entirely. Watch that. But... Job was out indefinitely, and he ended up missing eight games. Yeah, but my point is that it, it seems like 
they're using the mental health excuse for Draymond. Bro, Ja went to counseling for a week. <laughs> yeah. he was, like, all I'm saying is, we've seen this before. Ja went to counseling for a week. The indefinite suspension was over, and it ended up being eight games. I'm just saying with, with Draymond's history and the mental health aspect that they're using as an excuse for Draymond's actions, he might be out for like a month and change. So I'm not going to try to guess when Draymond's coming back. I'm still, we'll see. I'm still, the jury is out on whose counseling session is longer, Ja or Draymond's. I'm actually going to lean Draymond in this one. Uh, when your coach comes out and says, like, we need to get you help, and you have KD and Nurkic coming out and saying they need to get the guy help, I think you're out for at least a month, in my opinion. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Where are we at here? Uh, oh, yeah, player props. I mean, I'm just curious I'll, on where Jared I like Jabari Smith a lot at. in this matchup. I think Jabari Smith's got a good matchup. He had 20 and 10 last time out. I, I think that he's been solid. Uh, Smith's actually had 10-plus rebounds in four straight games. So I like uh, Jabari Smith rebounds in this spot. Huh. Anything for Dylan Brooks coming back to Memphis? Did he come back to Memphis already? Uh, the last game was in Houston, so no. I already and the got game earlier this season. And the game earlier this season was in Houston. So this no, is his first game back in Memphis. Oh, Memphis is 100%. Memphis plus one thirty five on the money line. I don't care about props. Memphis plus one thirty five on the money line. They're hundred. Yeah, it's a it's game. a parade inside a city. Uh, if you're going with uh, Dylan Brooks, but yeah, it's I'm a gonna parade inside my city. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna lean to Brooks having a decent game, but he's mostly a defensive guy. So I maybe wouldn't mind Brooks steals if you think he has a defensive impact. I'll take the technical fouls if there's a prop for that. I'll take the over. He had one last game, so. We'll see what happens. I actually have Fresh Press of Utah on my computer, but I'm not going to play it because I'm pretty sure uh, YouTube is going to get really, really mad at us. But it's a parade inside my city, yeah. It's fine. You All can right. play Whoop That Trick instead. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Whoop That Trick. Hey, Whoop That Trick. Uh-huh. Whoop That Trick. I like it. Oh, man. NXT is great. All right. New York Knicks on the road. On their West Coast trip, going to play the the Phoenix Suns. Suns open up minus five and a half. Hmm. They're actually down oh. to minus five. Oh, they're back home. It's not the West Coast trip. They're back in New York. No, they're not. The game in Phoenix. What are you talking about. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, my bad. I flipped Phoenix. It. Sorry. My bad. Well, oh, I, I, flipped, like, I flipped it on the graphic. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> I was confused. I'm like, what? No, my bad. All right. I, I accidentally, yeah. I accidentally flipped it on the graphic below. All good. All right. We have, uh, what was that? Yeah, minus five, 232 and a half is total. Injury report for this game, and we have for the New York Knicks, Mitchell Robinson, not playing. You have Grayson Allen, questionable. Eric Gordon, questionable. Josh Kogi, out. Damian Lee, out. This will looks like it's going to be the second game that the big three is going to debut, and they are currently 0-1. Shout out to the Brooklyn Nets last episode. They cover. All they do is cover, man. Except against Denver. We're not going to talk about that one. Perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. It was a bat-to-bat. So fine. Yeah. And then... Oh, they fired him? <laughs> I mean, it was. I mean, I don't know how you lose that game. They fired him? 63-21 and then keep your job. So, yeah. Uh, Staley apparently got fired. Oh, finally. I mean, he couldn't... Uh, I hate Staley because he couldn't even do first coach fired right. All right. Yeah. Uh, why is everybody... Bro, I do not care about Draymond. I su- do you not? I literally have a whole segment on this show where I talk about people fighting. I support fighting in the NBA. Nobody understands this. I support, I support fighting, fighting. I don't NBA. support cheap shots. That's kind of my stance. But either I way, it doesn't matter. I support fighting in the NBA. By the way, 
Oh, ho, ho, the Nasses. We'll talk about you later, the Nasses. We he was ready. He was we are ready, going to, No, he, was he ready. wasn't. No, he... Oh, we're going to talk no, about No, I meant he was ready to storm the court. I'm not sure if he would have gotten his ass kicked or not. Bro, he if, he, if he made it on that court, he would have stood in front of there and just, like, stood there. Like, so you think he thought that somebody was hold me back guys were premeditated? You think he set the Bro, did you up? not see? He literally asked them to hold him back. I'm just asking though. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm lot. not taking a stance a on lot. that. I'm asking. He did. He, a, he, he did a lot. Okay. Like it, I'm not gonna lie. There was nobody in front of him when it started to go down. That's my brother. There's no way I'm not getting out there. No. Way. I'm gonna give Thanasis a little bit of props though because he knows at least in that situation that his brother gets tackled. He has to at least pretend to fight. He knows his role on the team. I'm gonna give him props for that. Everybody swears I'm a Draymond Green apologist. No, I just actually don't care. Everybody makes a big deal whenever he does this stuff, and it's like. Uh, who was it that was just talking about it? Rasheed Wallace was just talking about it, and he was like, "Bro, that Draymond used to be in our locker room. Like he used to be in that 04 Pistons locker room because he knew somebody with the uh, the owner of the team or something like that." And I'm like, "Bro, like you know, like you know, this is who Draymond is as a player. Like, bro, if you don't like him, fine. You don't like him. If you like him, fine. You like him. Like, but I just don't care. Like, I truly don't care about whatever." The fact Draymond that you Ray just does. said Draymond had access to like the locker room with Rashid Wallace and Ben Wallace might yes. actually be the le the least surprising news I've ever heard. Yes. Of mine. <laughs> so they, he was talking about <laughs> it. He was that. talking about it on I think it was Gilbert Arenas podcast. And he was like, "Bro, that's our fault. Like how how he's acting, completely our fault because he's seen everything we was talking about and doing." In that locker room when he was growing up and i so i was like yeah wow really i didn't know that but yeah like it was he was like we blame us blame us like it's 100 percent. that's why and i'm like yeah so like am i a draymond green apologist no but i know draymond i know what he's gonna do he's gonna play dirty a little bit he's gonna play physical he's been like okay i'm not surprised that he does this stuff because it's who draymond green is so i, I mean it's a matter of being surprised give him suspension gonna, and move yeah. on like why are we still talking about it? give us suspension move on all right back to the next though well, I'm going to ask you about the Knicks because they lost to Utah. You know this team better than anybody on the network. Are they no, usually good it's, on the West Coast up. trip? They are. They are, unfortunately. But, like, <laughs> they 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 typically do play up. And a lot of the games that, like, there's been games against the Nuggets, I remember. There's games where that Clippers team was really good, I remember, where they played those teams really, really tough on a road trip. And they might have lost, but they covered. So I think that's why a lot of people are betting the Knicks here. Because there's a lot of money that I see on the Knicks here right now. Or maybe it's because people hate KD and they hate Bradley Beal and they think that this big three thing is not going to work out. Keeping a bag is a full-time job, man. Yeah, it is. It really is. Bradley Keep a Bag Beal. I, I've, I've been pretty bad about his nickname, but I'm sorry it is Bradley Keep a Bag Beal. And so my issue here with the Knicks is that I think they just came to the they came to Phoenix at the wrong time. After that Nets game and losing that first game as the big three, losing to the Nets at that, I think Phoenix is locked in for this one. I think they're going to destroy the Knicks. Are your thoughts on the over-under? Over, because Mitchell Robinson is playing, and this Knicks team just gives up a bunch of points. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you bet the Knicks after what they did with freaking Utah, man. Like. I the and that was the only play. They really cost us a 14. The they cost us a 14 to 1 parlay, by the way. That parlay I gave out at the end of the day, where it was uh Milwaukee minus six and a half. It was the over in the Pistons and the 76ers game. It was the Nets on the money line, and then it was Knicks minus six and a half. Knicks only play that did not cash. Like, oh no, I hate this Knicks team. I really do. I hate the Knicks. So give me give me Phoenix to get it done. It's KD, it's Devin Booker going up against the Knicks. I think they're gonna have a great day.
So I like the over. I am going to point out that Phoenix did beat the Knicks in MSG and Durant didn't play. That was when Booker had that three-pointer on the uh, far side wing, uh, which won the game. But I think I'm going to link to the Knicks in the spot. I told myself before the season started that I think in the regular season, this trio is not going to work. And a big reason for that, one was health, which we've seen. As Beals barely played, there's been injuries to most of these guys. Defensively, I just don't think this team can guard anybody. And I think that Beal's an atrocious defender. I'm going to give Booker props because he has gotten better defensively. Mm -hmm. Is he a great defensive player? Not really, but I think he's fine. And Durant's a pretty good help side defender. I'm not sure if he's a good one-on-one defender. But I do think that this defense is going to have some problems uh, with trying to get, especially early on, all these teams accustomed to playing with each other. So for me, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with the Knicks plus the five and a half. I do like the over in the game. I think that the Knicks can't guard anybody, and I think the Suns are going to have a hard time guarding anybody. So the over is my favorite play. But the lack of proper chemistry, since they've played one game together, is concerning. And beating Phoenix in the game before that, without Durant, I know, but still, that doesn't tell me anything uh, because Golden State's been a mess. So I am not shocked the Nets won that last game. I'm not surprised that the Suns defensively looked out of sorts. I'm going to lean to the Knicks. I think they clean up on the glass in this game for the most part. But I do think that the Knicks hang in there. I'm going to lean Knicks. I like the over. If the Suns won that game, would this be a different story in terms of cohesion? And like, if they won, are you still singing the same thing of this Phoenix team just isn't ready? For me, no. Because going into the season, I told myself I was going to fade this team as soon as they played together for at least the first 10 games together. Mm-hmm. And so far, I'm 1 0. So it took, it took a while. I didn't think I'd wait till December to have my first fade of the big three. But here we are. I just think the Knicks are a team that potentially overlooked the bad Utah team last time out. And I do think they'll be more focused for this one. You could argue the Knicks were looking ahead to this Phoenix game. I'm not sure we're going to find out. But I just don't trust this Phoenix team defensively with this big three. I also think the Knicks bench is clearly better than the Suns bench. The Suns bench isn't worth a damn. And you mentioned that Gordon might not play. Grayson Allen might not play. A lot of good role players are gonna might be out for this team. I'm going to lean to the Josh Hart's and the DiVincenzo's to find ways to win the bench minutes. I'm going to go with the Knicks to cover. Good points. Good points. Uh, anything else? Anything else you got here? No, not really. All right. Lock, dog, underdog. Let's see here. For my lock. Orlando first half is tempting. Orlando first half is tempting because I don't think anybody's really like trying to bet that against Boston, but that is technically still a system play, so I shouldn't give that out. So, but I still like Orlando to cover five and a half. Uh, Memphis, Memphis might be my dog. Um, oh, but I, I like Atlanta too. Should I just go? All right, let's go with the revenge in the back-to-back series. So for my lock, I will go with how do I want to play this? I'll go with Atlanta plus two. I think Atlanta goes back, gets revenge in this spot. Toronto was way too efficient, like way over hyper efficient. I understand Atlanta's defense isn't anything special, but oh my gosh, like fifty percent from three it was way too much. Atlanta had a really good game, and they still lost. I, I expect these to be a little bit lower. Scoring, I think Atlanta can come there and get a win on the road here. So I'll take Atlanta. For my dog, yeah, it's Memphis. Back-to-back game set. Lost the first one 
And the team they're playing is 11-1 and one at home and 1-8 and eight on the road. I'm just going to fade the Houston Rockets on the road and say that. And Dylan Brooks' return to Memphis, it doesn't go any of the way that he'd think it would go. So Memphis, but plus 135 is kind of cheating. Give me a prop. I need a prop. I don't have, I don't have any Memphis props, actually. Do you see anything from Memphis? Or is it just... Oh, uh, let me see what I got. I don't uh, think I see Memphis, anything. I don't see anything. I only see Rockets, guys. <sighs> this is annoying. <sighs> okay, well, I'll, I, I'll give out. I guess I'll give out plus 135. But, you know, I'm at some form of Jaron Jackson Jr.'s over in Memphis winning this game. But in terms of the show, because I don't have any Jaron Jackson Jr. props, I'll just take the 135. All right. Uh, do you want to throw in Pistons money one in there, or that's just a joke? Oh yeah, play? nah, okay. nah. Pistons money, nah. Just you, you want a bonus I was just wondering. You want a bonus doll? Take the, take the. So look, if you just fade everybody in the Deja Vu series that won, that pays out one hundred and fifty to one, one hundred fifty two to one. If you fade everybody in in the Deja Vu series, so you say that all of these series are splits. The team that lost the first game wins the second game. 152 to 1. Am I saying go play that? No. But if it cashes, I'm telling you. Because I think the Hawks and Memphis does it. You just got to hope that these two teams that are on million game losing streaks get a win for that to cash. But hey, man, it's a possibility. This is a lot of games that we, we're literally talking about the same slate that we had the other day. So over to you. Yeah. I was just wondering because uh, I felt like that was something that I figured if the Pistons do win the victory lap that we're going to be getting on uh, the next show that uh, you end massive. up doing is going to be all timer stuff. Massive. So, yeah, that's Absolutely why I was asking uh, for this lock and dog, though. I think for the lock, I know that it cashed in. Oh, boy. Am I? You know what? I might actually just do it. I really want to take the Pacers team total over like 132 and a half. I really want to do it, but that that number's a bit too nuts. I think I'm just going to go with Halliburton assists. I'll take the mm-hmm. over 12 and a half uh, as my lock. I know he has not done it recently against uh, with the Wizards, but this is a special Wizards team. And this is the first matchup they've had all year. But you're mm-hmm. looking at the Pacers having a massive total, 130s. Halliburton isn't a guy that constantly looks to score. He's looking to get his teammates involved. The Wizards have given up 140-plus in two straight games. Pacers are off of a loss, an embarrassing loss to the uh, Bucks because of the basketball fiasco at the end and Giannis dropped 64 on your heads. I think Indiana comes out, and I do think that you're going to see Halliburton potentially at 15 assists in this game, but he's yeah. going to have the ball in his hands all the time. The Wizards give up free baskets every single possession. So give me Halliburton over 12.5 assists as my lock. Uh, trying to find the best price on that. Uh, so let me just quickly look. So Halliburton, 13 assists, is available at uh, – sorry, just trying to find it. Um, where the hell is it? Sorry. Um, assists, assists. Uh, okay, so assists, it's at about uh, – it's actually a decent minus price. That kind of sucks. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a decent minus price, but it's I think it's like minus 135, minus 140. Mm-hmm. So I'll give it out of 135. I was going to be Halliburton, 13 assists in this game. Uh, for my dog, I think for this one, I'm actually going to go back to a prop. I'm going to go to that Rockets and Grizzlies game, and I'm going to go Jabari Smith. I'm going to take him double-double 
in the spot. Uh, he had a double-double last time out, but he's been very solid at rebounding recently. Four straight games of 10-plus rebounds. Double-doubles, basically plus 160. I like the price. I think that he's a guy who can have some serious matchup advantages against the Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies don't exactly have any true centers. But you look at the last couple of games, and his minutes are basically secured. He's playing 30, 31 minutes. Eason had 14 rebounds, and he still had a double-double last time out. So I think that he's mm-hmm. in line for a good rebounding game. But I think that he's, once again, a guy who's really proven in his sophomore year. The guy can, guy can contribute. I think it's a good matchup for him. So give me Jabari Smith double-double at plus 160. All right. Holy crap. You got, hey, the chat is booming. The chat's throwing in a whole bunch of plays today. They're parlaying a whole bunch of stuff. This is great. I love when the chat is booming like this. All right. I have a play. I have a parlay for you because if you played my last parlay and you played everything straight, you were three and one. Unfortunately, <laughs> you were three and one. So the parlay didn't hit. <laughs> Let's do it again. Why don't we? All the plays that I did not take for my lock and dog because there's so many times that I will miss my lock and dog but hit everything else. So I got Indiana Pacers minus eight and a half here because the Wizards fucking suck. I have the Detroit Pistons plus 16 because I'm already riding the eight to one money line. I don't need to be extra. I would take the plus 16 for here. We have the under 241 for the Hawks and the Raptors. It was way too, it was way too good of a game last time. They can only go down from here. And then we have kicking it off, ending things out with the Orlando Magic first half money line. That pays 16 to 1. Have a day. All right. Underdog. Scott. What do we like? I mentioned Halliburton or Matherin. I'm, I'm, I'll take whichever one has a better line. 13 assists for Halliburton. That kind of sucks. I was hoping it'd be 12 and a half, but uh, I think he gets there for the right. I don't have anything on Matherin. Okay. I don't have anything. I didn't think so because he's a bench player, but let's just take it. Every time we got to have that play that you don't really feel good about because we're not perfect. You got to have that play that, oh, Is I it like disgusting it, but, uh, to kind of uh, like Halliburton under, or I should say lower than for points? 27 yeah. and a half is kind of massive for a guy that yeah. might end up the game with like 17 assists. It's a that massive is. number. That is, man, but is that, that's ugly enough. That, but if, they, but if they blow him out, he's not playing the fourth quarter. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Dang. Somebody hates me. <laughs> somebody I also hates like me. how people criticize the outfit and it's the same sweatshirt every time. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> I, I, not even, I'm sorry. Like, I like support. It's a nice watch. If you want to like buy me, if you want to buy me a new support black colleges uh, hoodie, then let me know. I'll definitely let you buy me a new support. What, black that, what does that say on it though? It says support black colleges. Like it literally oh, it says does. support okay. black. Yeah. And then I didn't see. I, I couldn't read the support part. Okay. And it's got a really cool patch here. I like it. Yeah, I'm just rocking a soccer. It is cold in, and it'd be cold so in my house. Like I, I like, I like it a little. You know, I like to wear a hoodie in the house. So I don't care. I'm home. Fuck you. I bet you ain't, hey, you ain't seen my fit when I went out for Geo. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, let's see. So you want the Halliburton uh, points? Yeah, I let's think do it. Halliburton points spot. lower. That's a play. I mean, yeah, it's a play that we don't really like. That that that's enough to that's enough to catch a lineup. We'll go. I do kind of like it though, because Halliburton once again never forces his own shot. He's constantly looking to make the right basketball decision. So. And the Wizards are going to constantly give you the right basketball decision. <laughs> and Hall- Halliburton really doesn't go to the rim that much. He's mostly like a three-point shooter. So I think that the Wizards being that bad in the paint actually can work against Halliburton's points. Mm, wow. He, kinda, he shies away from contact. That's the one issue I have with Halliburton. He doesn't go to the line enough. 
Not bad. I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, what else? What else we got here? What do we like around the league? We, we need something for the Atlanta game because that game's supposed to have a ton of points. So do you want Trey uh, PA points and assists in that one? Mm, Trey, Clinton Dallas, uh, Yeah, if I had to go points and assists, it's either Trey or Scotty Barnes. And you think Atlanta's going to win. So what's Trey's number at, though? Like 11 and a half? 10 and a half? Uh, no, assists, he's at 11 and a half. You said points and assists. That's at 41 and a half. I kind of like that if we think Trey has a shot to go for 30 something again. You might get a better assist number. Well, I don't know, bro. I kind of like the under. I kind of think. Really? That, uh, it was so. That game. You that, took the, like, you took the so game efficient. over, though. No, I took the game under. Oh, they did Yeah, and that Hawks Toronto game. That's it, though. Well, you said the efficiency. I thought that was mostly for Toronto. Well, yeah, mostly for Toronto, but you got to think. Atlanta still shot 48% from three. Yeah, <laughs> They're like, come on. <laughs> come on. They they still shot the ball like pretty well. I, I just so. don't think that Trot or any of these Toronto guards can actually stay in front of Trey. That's kind of my point. Let's just play a beat again. Because I actually think this one is going to be a closer game, so he's going to play the whole way. Okay. So what are the points at? 34 and a half again? 33 and a half? Yeah, 34 and a half again. Sure. Let's play it Whatever. again. Sure. You let Embiid get his. Hopefully, everybody else has a letdown. All right. And, and you want to go Jabari, you want to go Jabari Smith rebounds as the last one? He don't even have him. The only really? person they have is Shingun. Yeah, the only starts. person they have up here Come is Shingun. Yeah, nobody's up there for that game. I don't know what's I don't know what's up with no props being available for that game. I'm I would take BI, but I don't know if Zion's gonna play. Probably not, but Let's see here. Uh, you want Wemby? You want Wemby rebounds again? Just run it back. We think AD well, might not play. So yeah, let's go ahead. Let's run Wemby back. I'm fine with that. All right. Is so, it still at eleven and a half for Wemby? Twelve. It was at twelve last time though. Oh, it was okay. Cool. Yeah. So here we go. This is what we do. Tyrese Halliburton lower, twenty-seven and a half points. Joel Embiid higher, thirty-four and a half points. And Victor Wembanyama higher, twelve rebounds. Sounds good to me. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, Brandon Ingram is making his return to North Carolina today, though. And everybody's gonna be over there. See, when you say return, though, he's been in the league for like eight years. Like I don't know how many returns you can have before I stop caring. It's like a revenge game when you've already been with three different teams. At some point, I kind of just don't really care. But I think Bi's gonna have a good game because Charlotte sucks. I'm not sure if it because I don't, I don't think it's gonna be because he's in Carolina again. Yeah. Ooh we. I kind of want to add B.I., but I'm not going to do it. We, we got ours. We got our six-pick. Well, not six-pick. Our three-pick for six to one. $100 gets you $600. Make sure you use that code SGPN to get that first deposit match up to $100. All right. Chat has a whole bunch of props in the chat. Make sure you join the chat. For the 49 people that are still here, make sure you like the video on the way out. And for all the people that are listening, Horford is rolled out. And Borzingis is doubtful. <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> wow. Well, the rebounds, happened. though. The rebounds for yeah. And- yeah, man. I'm really. Yeah, I'm really. I, I want to go back and add some rebounds to my. That actually might sure. be an automatic like Tatum double double type bet because if they're both this out, might be a Tatum. Know, this, that's a Tatum double yeah. double game if I've ever seen one. Yeah, I'm with you. But his his line is probably at ten and a half. Tells you should probably take Orlando now though because Brown's questionable. Horford's out. Porzingis is out. They might just be punting. So keep that. Hey, man. I was telling people to take. Orlando when everybody was playing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So was I, but I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I think Boston might be pumping <laughs> the game. All right. So 
there you go. We got everything. I actually don't have. Yeah. For appreciate everybody for listening and for the people that hate me and still listen, I appreciate you for coming back. Really do appreciate everybody. You give that him comes his back. power. No, for real. They really do. Yeah. Like, I think that's, and it also tells me that I'm actually okay at this because you can hate me and still come listen. I don't listen to nobody I hate. <laughs> how are you supposed to be? How are you supposed to be a villain if everybody likes you? you know? I don't listen to anybody I hate. Bill Walton, do not listen. I don't listen to anybody I hate. <laughs> so, I can't wait for like shout out to this episode when you show up in like a Grinch outfit. It's going to be hype. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. All right. I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending podcast. Just going to end it like this. We are out of here. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going.